You have a living God that loves you. You have a living God in whom you can place all of your life into his hands. On Resurrection Sunday, we're reminded that Jesus is alive and Jesus the Christ, our living God, he gets us. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. We pray because we know the Father. We know He listens. We know He cares. We know He loves us. I hope you have a pattern of prayer life. But Jesus died not only with prayer on His lips, He died with God's Word in His heart. Do you have God's Word in your heart? A lot of people tell me, Pastor, I just wish God would speak to me. He does. You know how He speaks to you? He's given you the Bible. He's given you His perfect Word. And there's a verse in here that says, this contains everything you need for life and for godliness. So I've tried, to, I've tried to get into God's word and let it get into me. Would you do that? You want to know how to, to live a little better? Just get into God's word. Let it get into you. So when I struggle and think, I don't understand, I don't know if I can make it through this, I I go back to a verse I I learned when I was about eight years old. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path, Paul. That's God's word to me. I remember when I'm anxious, when I'm worrying, I, I remember a verse I learned probably about the same age, be anxious for nothing but in everything with prayer and with supplication. That means asking God with thanksgiving. Make your request known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Wow. You say, well, I want to hear God speak to me out loud. Read the Bible out loud. This is God's word. Get into God's word and let God's word get into you. That's why the psalmist would say, I've hidden God's word in my heart. That I may not sin against him. He also says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now, why am I saying that about Jesus? When Jesus prayed, do you know what he was praying? Scripture. He's done that several times. Four of the seven things that Jesus said from the cross were scripture verses. That's no different here. It's Psalms 31.5. Look at this. Into your hands I commit my spirit. You see, when I have scripture in my heart, it it helps me with the prayer that's on my lips. Sometimes I don't know what to pray. Bible says that's going to happen. So sometimes all I can do is pray those words of God back to him, right? So I, I begin to think, is there any other example of anybody else who ever prayed like this? They were about to die, and they prayed this prayer to God. And all I had to do is look at the very first person after Jesus that died because of Jesus. His name was Stephen. He was one of the first Christians, the followers of Christ. And there there came a line in the sand moment where he had to decide, am I going to follow Jesus regardless of the cost? And he chose to follow Jesus. And and so the people in his town said, we're going to take your life. And they took him out into the outside the city streets and 
they begin to stone him. And this is what it says in Acts 7, 59. And while they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And you know what God does when we pray his word back to him? All you have to do is look and see what was next for Stephen. Because the Bible says Stephen looked up into heaven and he saw Jesus. And you know what Jesus was doing? Jesus was standing up. Now, Jesus is usually sitting down at the right hand of the Father. Now, at this time, Jesus was standing up. He was cheering on. He said, come on, Stephen, I got you. And if he had Stephen in that moment, he's got you whatever you face. Jesus died with prayer on his lips. He died with God's word in his heart. But I want you to hear what I think is the best thing. He died with confidence in his mind. This was a prayer of commitment. Confident that by praying this prayer, it's going to change things. Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. He had a peace of mind. He knew things were okay. He knew it was going to work out. He knew how how this was going to end. And while he was God, and we're not, his word tells us that we can know that too. I'm going to share a verse with you, but before I do, I, I want you to understand what I'm saying. The Bible says that you can know today how it's all going to end for you. You see, Jesus said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. That's significant. We don't talk a lot about spirit, except in a space like this. We talk about our bodies. In fact, we spend a lot of time making our bodies look the best we can with what we've got to work with, right? I mean, we work out, we diet, we get new clothes, and then we get newer clothes a different size. I mean, we, we do the best we can with our body, but... Jesus is letting us in on something here. It's not our body that lasts forever. It's our spirit. This body, (laughs) this week my dryer broke, and I decided that I was a dryer mechanic. I am not. And what should have been about a 90-second fix Two hours later, after I'd already gone and got a pillow to put under my knees, and I was climbing in the dryer, and I was covered with sweat. Man, for three days, I couldn't move a muscle, all because of that dumb dryer. Yeah, we, we spend a lot of time working on this body that is going to decay. Whether it's in a tragic accident or a house fire, or whether it just gets old, your body's not going to last, but your spirit will. And your spirit is going to spend forever somewhere. The Bible tells you you can know where. 1 John 5, 13 says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. That's pretty exciting. You can know that. You don't have to leave here today wondering if you'll go to heaven if something happens. You can know that with confidence. You can know that with certainty. How? Because you pray that prayer, the same prayer Jesus did. Father, my life is in your hands. 
Jesus knew their safety and security in the Father's hands. Do you know that? I'll give you a few verses I like. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Do not fear. Say, do not fear. Did you know the Bible tells you not to fear at least 365 times? That's at least once a day the Bible says, do not fear. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with what? My righteous right hand and the hand of God. Wow, I've been to Rodin's Museum in Paris, France, and he's got this great piece of artistry called the hand of God. It's amazing, but it doesn't do it justice. The hand of God is mighty. Isaiah 49, 16 says, See, I've engraved you on the palms of my hands. You were in his hands. That's a good feeling, isn't it? Y'all know what the statue of limitations is? You know, you can't prosecute somebody after the... So remember that as I tell you this story. When I was growing up, we had a Ford LTD in our family. Anybody remember what a Ford LTD looked like? It's a land boat. I mean, it's like as long as a hearse. I mean, it's really big car. And those cars back in those days had a really cool feature. Above the back seat, there was like a ledge under the window. And my big brother taught me that on long trips, I was short enough to lay down and sleep in the ledge of that back window. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's crazy. I mean, if I drive down the street today and I see kids jumping up and down in the car, I'm like calling the popo. I mean, I, I want somebody to do something. But not back then. I mean, you could lay in the back window of the car. So on a long trip, I would go to sleep there. We'd get home, and man, late at night, you don't want to wake up. can't remember a lot of that, but I, I remember this. I remember those times my, my dad would take me in his big, strong hands, take me out of that window, put me in my bed, tuck me in, kiss my forehead. There's safety and security in the Father's hands. Jesus said this in John 10, My sheep, those who are in Christ, those who've yielded their lives to Christ, those who've put their lives in God's hand, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one, say no one, no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me, is he's even greater than all. And no one, say no one, no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. Friend, I want you to know that you have a God who understands what you're going through. He gets you. That's the whole reason that Jesus went to the cross. He knew that you were lost on your own, that your sin alone was enough to separate you from God and cause you to miss out on the power and the provision that he had for your life. But Jesus took the punishment for your sin and he defeated death on the cross so that you could trust him with your life and everything in it. Hi, I'm Paul Purvis, the lead pastor of Mission Hill Church right here in Tampa Bay. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's The Barnabas Effect. It's a ministry intended to encourage, equip, 
and empower you. You may not know this, but this ministry is made possible because of the generosity of listeners like you. We are able to be on the air because listeners like you are gracious and give to this ministry. Would you consider making a gift today? It would be our honor to send you a gift, a resource, as a result of your gift of any size. And you can make that gift by going to missionhill.org and clicking on the banner that says The Barnabas Effect. That will direct you to a simple way that you can give right there online. Thanks again for listening to The Barnabas Effect today. And now we continue with our message. That's why a guy like the Apostle Paul, who would also call himself the chief, the worst of sinners. And I read that passage again this week just in my Bible reading, and I was reminded that he says, I am the worst of sinners. He didn't say I used to be. He said, I am the worst of sinners. But this is what he, he, he wrote to a young guy he was mentoring, Timothy. He said, I know whom I have believed in. And I'm convinced that he is able to guard that which I've entrusted in him until that day. Friend, I want you to know that on Resurrection Sunday, on Easter Sunday, you can celebrate the fact that when you put something in God's hands, he can handle it. You can trust him. By the way, Sometimes those that have gone before us, we, we feel like, man, I wish I could tell them something. You have a loved one you've ever felt that way? If not, you will. And we can't do that, can we? But get this. If they've been in the Father's hands, here's what you can do. You can tell the Father and say, hey, hey tell my dad how much I love him. Tell him how grateful I am for him. Tell him how thankful I am for what he taught me. There's safety and security in the Father's hand. But if your spirit doesn't fall into the hand of the Father in safety and security, it it could fall into the hand of God who is our judge. That's what Hebrews says in chapter 10. He says, it's a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You, You don't want that. You want to fall into the safe and secure hands of God. So I told you we could learn just from how he died. Even in his last words, I can learn that, man, prayer needs to be on my lips. I can learn that scripture needs to be in my heart. And and I can learn that my mind can be at peace. These anxious thoughts can become confident because of Jesus. But there's something else I want you to know. Jesus also died to live another day. He's not dead, though he was dead. He is alive. If if you turn to the next page in Luke, or if you turn to the other Gospels, you'll see the resurrection account. I want you to hear the account from John 20. Mary stood outside of the tomb, crying. You ever been hurting so much that you've been weeping? Over physical pain, or over death, or loss? Emotional pain. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said. I don't know where they've put him. 
And at this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. And notice this interaction. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? My daughter's favorite food is steak. Pray for us. That's rather expensive. But last night she had steak for dinner. But it was gone in like 3.4 seconds. And so I asked her, would you like some of my broccoli? What do you think she said? No. So I said, come here. And I asked her, Anaya, do you trust me? She said, yes, Daddy. I said, open your mouth. She opened her mouth. And I put in a piece of my steak. But this is what she did. I said, Anaya, what are you doing? I said, do you know what's in your mouth? No, no sir. I said, it's steak. And yet the reality is she did something we do. We let things that we should have put in the Father's hand so consume us that we don't see the truth for the reality that we've concocted in our minds. Counselors will tell you 90% of the stuff that you worry about never happens. But you still let it consume your life. Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? And thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I'll get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. Hey, here's what you need to celebrate on Easter weekend. Jesus died for your sins. And even in his death, you can know that he gets you. But Jesus, he's alive. You have a living God that loves you. You have a living God in whom you can place all of your life into his hands. On Resurrection Sunday, we're reminded that Jesus is alive. And Jesus, the Christ, our living God, he gets us. He's not surprised by what's going on with you. And I'm saying this firsthand in a couple ways. I've had the privilege to be in the Holy Land on several occasions. I've been to the garden tomb where they buried Jesus, and I've looked, and he's not. Look, there's the former mayor of Temple Terrace, Joe Affronte. He's an eyewitness. He's checking it out. He's sitting right here. Joe, you looked in the tomb. Was Jesus there? He's alive. It was empty. But let me tell you what else. I know because I put my life in his hands. I've learned what Mary learned that day when she heard the first words. Think about that. We just finished the last words. These are the first words of the risen Christ. Here's what he said. Number one, Mary, God God knows your name. I don't know all your names. I'm sorry. I wish I did. But God knows your name. 
Matter of fact, tell me your name. On the count of three, everybody just tell me your name. One, two, three. Yeah, I still don't know your name. But God knows your name. But not only that, God knows what brings you pain. He knows why you're crying. He knows why you're burdened today. Why are you crying, Mary? It wasn't because Jesus didn't know. He just just needed her to voice it to him. But here's the kicker. He also knows whether or not you're looking in the right places to, to meet your needs. Did you catch that? Mary, who are you looking for? And see, here's the reality. It's Easter. I'm so glad you're here. I mean, I got a new coat for you today. Don't you like that? I mean, it's Eastery. And and by the way, this is my dad's shirt I'm wearing today. That's kind of cool, isn't it? You know, on Easter, we kind of put on our best and we dress up and we can be professional at changing our countenance. I mean, we can say, how you doing, buddy? Good to see you. We can give a thumbs up. We can smile like everything's all right. But he knows what's going on behind the face. And he knows whether or not you've put your life in his hands. Just like he knew about the young man yesterday that came to Easter Fest. (laughs) He lived in the area. He was just coming because he saw the crowd. He wanted to check it out. And the first place he went was our prayer tent. Had a big sign that said prayer. And so he walked over there and didn't know anyone. They didn't know him. But he began to share as they talked that uh, he had already made the decision that that was going to be his sunset day. He was going to take his life. See, like some of you, life felt like it was out of control, out of hand. He decided just to walk into the crowd because he thought maybe being around people, he might have some clarity. And the first place he stopped was the prayer tent. This was a kid's event. I mean, he wasn't with any kids and came to the prayer tent and he began to share that story and our folks began to talk to him and you know that after an hour after about an hour of talking to them and sharing the truth of the gospel that man put his life into the hands of God he became a follower of the risen Jesus and you know those two individuals that talked with him they said pastor his whole countenance changed He walked away different. He told them, I feel like a new man. See, that's what happens when you put your life into the hands of God. So what about you? Is your life in the hands of God? See, the reality is I didn't know that was going to be my dad's last sunset with me. But I do know... (laughs) that there'll be another sunrise. Because my dad had put his life in the hands of the Father. And I have put my life in the hands of the Father. And because the Son is not dead and he is risen, we will meet again. I just want to make sure you've put your life in the hands of God. Would you bow your heads with me? You see, whether it's Easter or any other day, the reality is we're always two groups of people. Some have got a relationship with God through Jesus, and there's been a moment. You can look back to that moment, and just like the two who walked through the waters of believers' baptism today, you can look back to a time where you said, 
God, my life is in your hands. And if that's you, the first thing you need to do is just tell God thank you. I mean, that's a great feeling. But the reality is some of you are like me, and there's some areas of your life you've taken it back. You've taken things into your own control. And you're not very good at it. You're going to fail at that. And so if that's you and you know for certain that you've got a relationship with Jesus, maybe today this is a moment of recommitment and you just need to say, God, I'm putting this back into your hand. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. And join us weekdays at 9 a.m. for The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis on Faith Talk, a.m. 570 and 910.